This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Welcome to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman. Co-hosting with me today is Emilio Danello. This episode is an interview with former professional footballer Robbie Earle, who is a pundit for NBC Sports covering the Premier League. You can see him on Premier League mornings along with Rebecca Lowe, Robbie Musto, and Kyle Martino. Robbie and the NBC team will be broadcasting live this weekend from the Cascom Flagon in Boston, so I thought it would be a great time to get him on the show. I look forward to speaking with Robbie, but before I do anything else, I'll have to welcome him to the show. Robbie, thank you for joining me on Cottage Talk along with Emilio. My pleasure. Thanks. Well, listen, Robbie, just to get us going here, through your eyes, you know, again, we have our own views of Fulham this season. You've been watching, Mm -hmm. so I just want to get your overall view in your eyes. What went wrong? Well, that's a a really tough question. Um, I think when when Fulham came into the league, um, if it's possible, there was almost too much change. There were so many players that were bought in um, at at different levels of whether some were bought, some were loaned, um, obviously from different clubs, a different way. I watched a lot of Fulham get promoted from the championship and they had an identity, a style, a way of playing. I think they came into the league and some of that got lost in... Whether it was new formations, it didn't look to me like managers knew the best 11, the best way to play. They were caught between trying to play some of the Fulham football that was possession-based in the championship against better players and better opposition that didn't work. I know that a lot of money was spent by the ownership and, and you know, in many respects, I think there was a confidence and a bit of positivity around the cottage when Fulham came up. But in, you can sometimes make too much change. You can bring in too many bodies, personalities. I've, I've lived my life in dressing rooms, and a lot of success comes from chemistry, knowing your teammate, understanding each other. Um, and I never quite felt that, that Fulham got to grips with that, got the blend of that during the course of the season. And we find ourselves here with eight games to go, and I'm looking in a decidedly um, difficult position in, in the bottom three of the league. Okay. 
Well, what's interesting is that you actually met with our co-host, Max Cohen, at the yeah. New York City Fan Fest, and Max asked you some very good questions. One of the things yeah. that struck me as I just went back to listen to it, you talked about a lot with him about individual errors. This has been a theme yeah. through Fulham's season. I think Max asked mm-hmm. you, how do you deal with that? So, again, yeah. I want to ask you again because it continued yeah. throughout the entire season. It's a really good question, and, and I think that's actually made the time about Claudio Ranieri. And I said, yes. I thought Ranieri would do the job because what this team needed to do was learn how to defend and defend properly, defend with accountability where people would would take ownership of, of, of mistakes. And that's never really happened. And as a coach, you can put on as many training sessions as you want. You can have put as many video sessions as needed. You can have as many talks as is necessary, but when a player runs out on the pitch and doesn't pick somebody up from a corner, doesn't follow a run, plays a, a terrible offside, those are individual errors. Now, when individual errors happen once or twice, you can sometimes put up with that. When they're happening on a regular basis is the way that, that Leicester City were, uh, uh, sorry, Fulham um, yeah. Football Club were, then the only thing you can do is change that person. That, that person has to come out of the team and somebody else has to either begin the to put it right, or else you have to go and buy and find somebody else to do the job. Now, I think at, uh, at Fulham, people were getting too long, too many mistakes, too many individual errors. And, and the, the most difficult thing I would think be if, if I was a Fulham fan is that if I look at the top half of my team, I think it's a, it's a premiership top half of the team. So I'm talking striker, wide players. Enough in midfield is, is enough times. When I talk about the goalkeeper and the back four, that's almost championship. That's, what, that's not the defending that keeps you in a Premier League. You've got to remember, we're talking about some of the best forwards in, in, in Europe. Absolutely. Arguably some best in the world. Harry Kane, Sergio Aguero, Mo Salah, you know, Eddie Nazar. These are people who, listen, if you don't make mistakes, sometimes these guys can punish you. But if you're going to make a if you're not going to track a run, if you're not going to pick somebody up from the set piece, if you're going to play a, 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 an offside that, that's not to be to be got, then you're going to find yourself in trouble. Okay, very good. One other point, and then I'm going to go to Emilio to ask you a question, because I think yeah. Emilio's going to have an opinion about what I'm about to share with you. You mentioned in your interview, this is going back to December, talking about Alfie Mawson. You thought Alfie Mawson could be a – very good player for yeah. Fulham. And you said, once yeah. he gets fit, right? I remember mm. listening to this. Yeah. Oh, he got fit and he played well. And, and Emilio will attest to this. Things were going yeah. well. And then he got injured again and everything yeah. changed. And I think that affected Ranieri's time at Fulham. What are your thoughts about mm-hmm. can one player, a center back, change everything that – change your fate? I, I hate to it can, put it, it all on one it player. It can absolutely happen. Absolutely happen because – and I'll give you a, a perfect example. For all that's happened at Liverpool Football Club, Virgil van Dijk has been the most single important signing in the last few years. He's changed them from an a, a, a exciting club that are going to be top four to title contenders. Because a, a dominant centre-back not only plays well himself and has an influence over the back four and the goalkeeper behind him, but he also has an influence over the midfield in front of him who can who is talking to, who he's, he's working with, who he's pulling back when they need to and, and making sure that they're defensive, who's pushing them forward when they need to get games. 
that that central figure in 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 a, in a back four is almost, I think, the second manager. The game, you see the game. The game comes to you. Everybody's in front of you, bar the goalkeeper. You see, everybody's next to you. You can almost manoeuvre the pitch. You've got the control of, of the team from that position. And if you've got a good guy in there, and I think inherently in, inside Alfie Morton, he's a good, solid defender. The injuries haven't helped. Coming into a team that was a little bit low on confidence from conceding goals as they were didn't help. But I think a fit and healthy Alfie Morton all season might have been a different outlook for, for Fulham as, as things stand. Yeah, hi Robbie, it's Emilio here in London. So um hi. yeah, I agree with your point because I I saw sort of Lewis Dunk type of credentials in Alfie yeah, Morton in yeah. December. It's sort of leading mm. from the back, communicating yeah, with his yeah. defenders. I thought Sergio Rico, we were complimenting mm. how how confident Sergio Rico was in goal. November, yeah. December time. And that, I believe, is because he had somebody he could communicate with directly in mm-hmm. front of him, a leader at the back, like you were just mentioning. As soon as, as Mawson went off injured and has pretty much disappeared for the rest of the season, Rico yeah. started to make a lot of errors, has no communication skills, constantly on his line, doesn't come out. The back yeah. four continued to leak goals for fun. And I just think, it's, I actually thought that was a big, the biggest blow, not obviously of the other factors we've talked about, obviously mm. of the characters for the demise of the club this season, but I actually thought we were showing some promise in December. Yeah. Can walk one or draw, we should have won. Drew with Leicester, 1-1, one, one, we should have won. Mm. We, weren't, we drew 0-0 with Newcastle and Huddersfield. We didn't concede goals. We had two clean sheets in December. That's all thanks yeah. to Alfred Morton coming to strengthen the defence. So, but, uh, so that's a, you know, I think that's a point I, I recognise as well. But I tend to, we've talked at length, you know, amongst all our fans, journalists, yeah. what the problems are at Fulham. But let's look forward, you know, obviously... Mm. It's likely we're going to get relegated. Well, and I'll ask a question to you towards the end of the show. Is who do you think will be the thirteen that will get relegated? <laughs> but, uh, but let's look forward in terms of obviously Fulham are going to go into the championship. Scott Parker, what are your thoughts on Scott Parker being a potential contender for that role? Is is he the right level of experience the club needs? Do we need to promote um, you? I, I know, I know, Scott a little bit. I like Scott. I think he brings an honesty a transparency. I think he understands the leagues well, the English system well. Uh, it looks to me as though he, he's got the confidence and intention of the players. They, I think they treat him seriously. Um, we've seen it before. Listen, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's gone in at Manchester United. He hasn't done too bad. Now, I know Scott's not had the results in the same way. I think we've seen a little bit of change in the way they play. We've seen a little bit of improvement. Um, we, again, we're talking about the Premier League where it's relentless in terms of, of the attacking threats. I would like to see, see him being given a chance. Um, I, I think the club's had a lot of upheaval in, over the course of the last year. Let's show another manager with another set of ideas, with another group of players, you know, changing. This this club needs to almost bed down. It, it does need to do a little bit of business. I think it's overloaded with, with a, a, a certain type of player, some of which you're not going to want to play maybe in the championship. But it has a chance to kind of freshen up, uh, come back again, leaner, better, more focused, understanding of what's happened. Remember Burnley Football Club a couple of seasons ago was sort of that team. Weren't quite good enough for the Premier League, went down, they kept Sean Dyke, he, he built a club again, uh, rebuilt the club again, come up, and now they've come up and stayed up. Um, West Bromwich Albion have done that in the past it's not necessarily change is always going to be the, the best thing um, and I think 
I get the sense that Scott deserves a ch- deserves his chance. He, he's sat next to a lot of experienced managers. He's been in, worked under some great managers. Um, he's obviously got his own ways and his own his own thought. Um, I think he deserves a chance to 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 be given um, a go. Yeah, I think I think the problem from what I'm seeing, obviously being based here in London, is that there seems to be a divided opinion amongst the fans. I'm not too sure the fans are totally convinced he's yeah. the right person. Not to say he can't, shouldn't be given a chance. You know, mm. I'm still I'm still uncertain. Uh, I think there's, yeah. there's still some scars when we got relegated a few scenes ago. McGath didn't work out in the championship. We then brought in a local player in Kit Simons. That didn't quite work out either. So I think yeah. there's a lot of concern around. If we want to bounce straight back up, then is he mm. the right type of player, or does he need to be given time? Look at Frank Lampard, you know, world class yeah, player. Yeah, Frank time. Did a good job. He needs time. Absolutely. He needs time. We can't, absolutely. you know. He's... I mean, there's no guarantee that you go and get David Wagner or whoever, mm. whoever you know, the names that are out there. There's absolutely no guarantee that they bounce straight, get you to bounce straight back either. You know, sometimes that takes a year or two or three. He doesn't like this player. He doesn't like this style of play, and that can take long. So nobody gives a guarantee, but I think Scott, given the confidence and the support uh, of the ownership and, and a little bit of chance to mould that team, there's enough in that team to get back out, out of the championship. They can keep enough key players and, and key pieces together. Um, you know, it's a club that's come down, so it'll have, it'll have parachute money. So there, there should be a little bit of finance to do, to, to do a couple of good things and, and give themselves a chance. They start the season well. The, the momentum gets going. You know what the cottage is like when, when, it, when it's buzzing and there's a real good atmosphere. We saw that in promotion the last time around. So it'll be, um, yeah, it'd be good to see. I would just like to see a young English coach be given the chance. And listen, if we come to Christmas and they're way out of it, out, out the running or, or nowhere near, mm. everybody knows what the um, what, what, what the repercussions of that could be. Exactly, and I think we're in a, a much favourable position this time around. And when we get relegated, rock is we've got assets, we've got valuable assets. Five years ago, Correct. we didn't have, we had agents. Yeah, didn't have much yeah. You know, now we've got the cupboard was bare. Exactly. So if there's sensible investment in the summer or mm. really de- yeah. really dealing activities, you know, we can recoup a lot of our you know transfer fees from last year and mm. use that for strengthening and building a, a championship squad. I keep comparing ourselves to Wol- Wolverhampton, who've done an amazing job yeah. this season. And, Absolutely. Maybe they were ready how they've come promoted. Up. They didn't make too much. There wasn't, there wasn't too much change in the Wolves team. I mean, they've been very clever with the association with Jorge Mendes and the, the Portuguese mm. players. But that was key, Robbie, to be honest level. with you, that, that arrangement. Yeah. And the arrangement with uh, George Mendes being the, yeah. the key for Wolverhampton Wanderers. And, you know, and again, it's a good point by you and that – but it also shows me that Fulham need to do it a different way when they go down because yeah. obviously they're not going to have that type of relationship where they were ready-made when they were in the championship. So that's why yeah. I'm curious to see how they're going to build it this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then that's what the club have to do and the ownership and directors and technical people and the staff. They have to have a vision. They have to stick to it. you know. And, and Listen, it's, not, it's, it's a bumpy road back in the championship. It's 46 tough games. <laughs> most midweeks and you know you cut competitions mm. thrown in as well and it's a slog but Fulham know what it is they've been there as long as they go back down and mentally accept that they're down get the hands dirty yep. again don't think they're Premier League players who shouldn't be playing at that level I've seen that at teams like Stoke City where 
I was born, I've got local affiliations, and, and they, it's like Stoke City haven't quite got to grips with doing the championship. And, and Fulham need to do that and, and work their way out. And, and if they do, they can come back stronger. Okay, okay, very good. I believe uh, Emilio had one final question for you. Yeah, I think so. The only thing I was going to ask you, Robbie, is like, put your neck on the line here is who's going to be that third team? You know, who's <laughs> going to go down? It's all a bit tight. And- oh, it's yeah. tough to say, and it's a really tough call. But I, I still think, and I said it uh, a while, I still think it'll be Cardiff. Mm. As well as they've done, and as much as Neil Warnock's done with the team, and obviously the tragedy that they've dealt with so uh, very well at, at the football club I still think they might just run out of steam run out of quality mm-hmm. um, as they come to the end of the season so yeah I'd probably go Cordis now as my team to go down mm-hmm. the other okay. two unless Fulham win every game from now <laughs> 6-0 and exactly. have a, the greatest of great escapes <laughs> well, we're, Robbie, we're, football, we're football fans we're always optimistic <laughs> <laughs> it's not Before over I... till it's over. <laughs> right, exactly. Before I let you yeah. go, I, I know you're in Boston for the yeah. uh, Premier League Fan Fest. So what Fan are you Fest, looking yeah. forward to being in Boston? Have um, you been to Boston before? I've been to Boston once or twice, but everybody tells me this is one of the premier uh, sports towns in, in, in the U.S. So I just want to see what, what they think of Premier League football and what Premier League football thinks of them and, and how it is. We've been to D.C., we've been to New York. You know, we'll come to another major East Coast um, location. And, and Robbie Musto actually lives here. So I'm, there's lots of pressure on Musto to make sure that Boston <laughs> delivers. So I, I'm there with my pen waiting um, to put some crosses on, on our um, our list, hit list of good things. <laughs> well, that's great, Robbie. Listen, I want to thank you for your time today. Pleasure. And uh, it's been a pleasure having you on. Yeah. But- no problem. Before we go, let's speak maybe in the summer or something. Okay, fantastic. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of College Talk. For our special guest, Robbie Earl, I'm Russ Goldman and Amelia Donnell. Thank you, as always, for listening to College Talk. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.